Hi everyone, I'm Rosanna and this is AFL Obsessed. How are you? I'm here. It's almost June. We're at the halfway point of the footy season, so it's a good time to assess and see where we're at physically, emotionally, mentally, teams-wise, I mean. Some really exciting football last weekend, but first, some rewind. What we've been up to, where have I been? Thanks for all of the messages from all of the listeners that asked if maybe I had COVID. I'm totally fine. No, I wasn't out with the Rona, but thanks for your concern. But I should explain that Andrew and I moved apartments. I think I told you guys about that. That was always forthcoming, like, you know, upcoming. Uh, but the last few weeks have been pretty rough. Ever since that bachelorette in Chicago, we were spending all of our time when we weren't working looking at places and neighborhoods and finding a new space in Manhattan. Finding, well, any space actually like around the city is really difficult. So, you know, and then we were packing and then the move itself. And right after that, we went to the wedding in Charleston. So it's been go, go, go for weeks now. I feel like I've never stopped moving. We're still swimming in those bins and boxes, a very familiar feeling by now. But lots of overdue pics. I know I'm the worst. I will post in the next few days on my Insta stories and they'll live on in highlights. If you don't listen to this right away, you know, just keep a lookout. I've got a lot to share, but it has been really hectic. The move itself too, guys, I'm not even ready to get into all of that. It was really stressful. If you live in this area and you're moving, hit me up in your DMs because you cannot use the company that we went with. I will absolutely put a pin in that story for future. But right now, you know, I just can't get into it as if I don't have enough stress <laughs> this season, right, guys, if you know which team I support. But just a heads up, next week, I'm taking a breather too. And honestly, I'm ready for that for our team because you can't lose in a bye. <laughs> and the following week, it's my birthday and Andrew has a surprise trip planned. I've been told it's domestic, so don't get too excited. <laughs> but I'll be sure to share pics that weekend too. But now let's get to it and dive into the opening overture of my overall thoughts on the week and where we're at now in NYC and the U.S. Before we dive into footy, I just want to take some time to acknowledge what's been happening here in the last few weeks with all of the recent shootings in upstate New York and Buffalo, on a subway here, in the city, in New York, in a church in California. And Steve Kerr had a Warriors press conference or press interview that turned into this really emotional video that really expresses how I feel after, I can't even believe I have to say these words, the elementary school shooting in Uvalde a week ago. I mean, my heart breaks for just all of these events. And there were quite a few during this Memorial Day holiday weekend for us. There were multiple mass shootings too, just honestly the weekend up until now. It's almost like you can't keep track because there's multiple events daily. We are all affected in some way by what happens in our world, our country, our cities, our community. 
And unfortunately here, safety is a real concern on subways and in supermarkets, in malls, in theaters, and sadly our schools, where our children actually have these active shooter drills now. And it's treated now like a when it happens, not if anymore. Politics aside, I have to commend the countries that have implemented changes after even one big tragic mass shooting event. And I can only hope that we can enact some real change here for the safety of our families and our future. I'm here for you if you need to chat um, about any of this. Protect your mental health, guys. Get that self-care in. Savor and enjoy the moments as they're happening because nothing is promised. And I totally feel you if you're just going day by day or week by week because, you know, I can't believe that this is our reality too. On to some lighter news. I finally got some baby succulents and plants for our space. That's a deep cut reference for anyone who listens. Um, Honestly, we've just been watching a lot of shows to kind of decompress with everything that's been happening Moon Knight, guys, definitely binge on Disney Plus if you can, or if you're a Marvel person, even if you're not and you're just into Egyptology, that's been great. Obi-Wan just released two episodes. The film Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which is now how I describe so many things now, is also amazing by our Queen Michelle Yeoh. And old enough? Please watch this and discuss and at me. It's the show on Netflix if you have flicks. It's the cutest little injection of joy. (laughs) Excuse me. It's a Japanese reality show about little kids. SNL did a parody of it. But if you need a pick-me-up, it's a really great show, especially right now when sometimes I just look to and lean towards like some lighthearted fare. But tell me what you're up to and what you're watching. I really do need those little injections of joy in my day. AFL footy obsessed at Gmail and AFL obsessed on socials. But now let's get to footy guys and on to act one with AFL headlines and highlights for the round. We're so far in the game already. I really want to talk about the Melbourne versus Fremantle match. That was a great game at the G, guys. The kind I really wish that I was there to see in person. I know there weren't a ton of people there, but this is why we watch, right? It was competitive. It was really aggressive. There was some friendly fire with Lever and May, and then Taberno went down with injury, and it was just that intensity and pressure that I've been craving, maybe from my team also. But at halftime, the score was 44-19, to and it was for the premieres, obviously. And it's so easy to just write that off as a team or to think, you know, Melbourne's been undefeated. I want to say for 17 games now, um, they've been on a streak. Not the greatest for Frio, but that third quarter where they came back and took over is something that I have watched and rewatched. I'm not kidding you. And I mean, again, I don't have like either of those teams, like they're not mine, but I just adore them both with the creativity and adjustments that Frio made as a team and to kind of look to the premiers who were undefeated and just kind of stared them down and really just rose to this level of, I don't even know, magic really, that now following the game, 
because of their win, it's all talk of like a flag mantle, maybe a freemiership. You know, they're sitting third on the ladder now, and they don't even have Fife, guys. So it's just mind-blowing for me. Frederick, I adore you. I love watching him play. There's this one move in the third quarter that still resonates with me, where he's in the goal square, and he's got someone on him. And, you know, he's being tagged and he knows he has that awareness that Lockie is behind him and he just makes that little tap and swipe behind him. And I just wish that like so many of my players could do that on my team. All the best players kind of have that sense where they just really know what to do under the pump and when they're under pressure and it led to another goal. So it's just one of those moments where I think it's underrated. And it really makes me think about, like, what makes a great player? You know, is it the engine? Is it, like, how they're built? Is it their instincts? Is it their intelligence with what to do? I mean, you know, even to have one of those things really makes you a great player. But when you have all three to me, that is, like, superstar, next-level superhero to me. <laughs> so that's what I have to say about that game. Hit me up with your thoughts and what you thought. I actually have watched that game a couple of times because let's be real, may not have done that with my own game. In the Collingwood versus Carlton game, guys, that absolutely felt like a final. I mean, we're at the halfway point. We're not even there yet. It was the ultimate clash of the weekend for me. It's been a while since both teams were this good. And you just knew that one was going to be great too. And everyone has been about the Blues this season, but what a game. At the end, it came down to the final seconds. Every player on both teams was having a game, like Henry, Lipinski, Sidebottom, Dacos, Kerno, Walsh, Crisp. I mean, Mason Cox even. You know, I got to give him credit. There's... He's showing some new life in those limbs, you know, but so many moments that I've even rewatched the highlights so many times, it doesn't even describe the anxiety that I felt. Again, they're, I'm, you know, they're not my teams, but that's the latest game that I am showing people who are new to the game, Collingwood won, and I just really have to give it to them. But I don't know. Sam Walsh. Do you guys think he should have gotten that free kick at the end of the game? Because even the commentator said it was a little high. Sound off to me, you know, if you're maybe not a Carlton supporter, even if you are, I want to know what you think. I am curious about that and what you think would have happened as a result. Some honorable mentions. Buddy was cited by the tribunal, which was a surprise. Not a surprise for a strike on Cochin, but just that he was cited in the second quarter. And he's been given a one-match ban. So, I mean, we'll find out shortly. He kicked another bag, so there's that. <laughs> but we'll see if he's free for the next round. And also Richmond, on the other side of the ball, they should have gotten, I think, a 50-meter penalty at the end of their game against Sydney. Chad Warner did kind of kick the ball away after giving away a free kick and the ump didn't pay that 50. So I know almost doesn't count, but those moments do really make or break a game. And I just want to know how you feel about that. I think there's one more point that I want to make about Gold Coast beating the Hawks by 67 points. Excuse me. So is it a Bold Coast this season? Finally, they are rising. And I think if at the end of this season, 
they're in the eight. It would be their first time. So I don't know. I'm really interested in kind of where they're headed, what's going to happen. You know, they've been a huge topic of discussion with their coaching and with their players. So I'm really, really excited to kind of see their next steps and what's ahead of them. And as for Port versus Essendon, I mean, what can you really say about the Bombers, guys? <laughs> you know, they didn't really turn up for a HEPS 200th. And then Walla announced his retirement, which was really hard for me. I'm really glad I got to see him at open training because now, you know, I'm not going to have that opportunity to see him play again. There was a moment at quarter time where... I feel like the media kind of made it seem more dramatic than it really was, but Parrish went up to Jake Kelly and kind of had some words with him, and then our skipper kind of had to break that up. So, you know what? Honestly, when I think about it, I want our players to give a Sharon about the game and winning and our standings. You know, if Parrish is breaking his body weekly, Hold your teammates accountable. Be Goddard about it. Call people out on their effort and their performance. I mean, Hobbs, Martin, Perkins, I salute you guys every week. Obviously, DP3 too. Credit to Port for winning that, you know. Even though we did try to rise in the wet, I know that we turned our sprinklers on at training to kind of get in that mindset of putting our head over the ball um, you know, I think I expected Hobbs would be great in wet weather, and he really did deliver. He's been kind of just a highlight for me personally this season, but he is low to the ground. He just kind of burrows in, and obviously, you know, not the greatest conditions for, say, like a two-meter Peter. But shout out to the Nets fan in the crowd in the final quarter. Just, you know who you are. You're awesome. Okay, it's intermission, so quickly during this time, let's just cut away to other sports. And the Mets have been doing really well, of course, in a season where I haven't been out there to get to a game, but I've been watching them. A lot of Buck Showalter love over here, and I just really hope that we can take it all the way to the end because it was a delayed season, and I'm really happy it's back. Now we're on to Act 2, where we have discussions about relevant footy topics and issues and I just wanted to bring something up that's been a particularly fiery debate lately that's brought a lot of heated discussion. I feel like I feel it on Twitter. I feel it when I'm watching the games. But there's been a lot of discussion, and we've talked about it before, about umpire abuse. And particularly at the local level, it does affect all levels because as a result, from what we've seen in the past seasons, no one wants to be an umpire anymore. So obviously, broad strokes, I'm not getting really granular. I kind of want to talk about the gist of umpires feeling threatened. And in an effort to stamp that out, obviously, that's lots of elements that that encompasses, by the way, but from a broader, like, blanket perspective, there is a new umpire abuse crackdown. We've all noticed it at the AFL level. And I know that the AFL is using it as like kind of a top-down role model from how it should be managed and maybe how it should be adjudicated. And also to just be that model too. So people know like at the grassroots level, you know, not to do that. But there is new umpire abuse crackdowns and players are now penalized for not just mouthing off, but for formerly kind of innocuous actions that are deemed disrespectful. So 
If you're pointing out an umpire mistake on the big screen or you're overly demonstrative, like if you're holding up your arms kind of in frustration or really disbelief as a player, there's now a zero tolerance policy. You can't question an umpire's decision now. It's considered umpire dissent. And they've cut down on like kind of any signs of that. So from my perspective, I guess my question is, It seems so subjective, like it's impossible to be consistent about something like that. What is dissent? And I mean, what is the definition of that? Because there's definitely a balance of like paying a 50. I think that that absolutely should happen if you threaten to, say, punch an ump. But is that the same thing as just kind of like holding your arms up when you just can't believe that something just got you know, adjudicated a certain way or something happened. And I don't know if it's the same thing as putting your hands up, as I said, in an AFL game as threatening to punch an umpire, like from a local level game, you know, I guess being an American, the defining difference culturally between our sports here is that we can challenge an umpire decision. You can challenge in some instances a decision that was made on the field. We do take our time. We will review it. And you can't really hold up an AFL game by challenging, say, holding the ball because you don't have five minutes where we have to sit there and just rewatch tape and just try to see how it needs to be like really refereed and which way it should go. You can see players adjusting now to, you know, maybe like a certain look or just like a direction. But I do feel like as a result of, I guess, a harsh zero tolerance policy, we are noticing players become more of like a robot of the game. It's kind of taking out any creativity or expression from a player's behalf too, especially if they're like celebrating or in other ways. So I really want to know what you guys think about this. I don't really have an answer for what the happy medium is, what dissent really should be. I understand it's a really great area, but What do you think about this new rule? Do you think that it's going the way you thought? Do you think that there need to be changes? I really feel like sometimes there are some soft 50s that are given away. Obviously, this is my opinion, but I really want to know what you guys think. And just hit me up on socials or email me. You can DM me. I really just want to know what you think about the current state of the game and what you think is happening. And I just wanted to talk on a different note about the Premiers again. So the Melbourne Football Club adopted their traditional Indigenous name for rounds 10 and 11, the Sir Doug Nichols round. I always love discussing the round, but the Demons are being known as the NARM Football Club. And it's to prompt important conversations and further education. I do feel like awareness is always key. And I think having exposure to it in recognition to raise awareness. So the Melbourne Football Club did get knowledge and permission to use the word. And as I understand it, tell me if I have this right, NARM is the traditional Aboriginal name for Melbourne, and it encompasses the traditional lands of the Kulin Nation, which is a collection of five Aboriginal nations. So the spiritual home of the G is on traditional Wurundjeri land, and it is within the broader area traditionally known as NARM. 
and that comes from the language spoken by the traditional owners of Melbourne. I would love to learn more about this. I'm currently seeking any articles, any books. That's why I'm glad we have these discussions. I really appreciate that sport sometimes can be the vehicle and the vessel for that. But it was just something that I wish that we did more over here in our sports and just kind of that continued education because this is all something I'm learning too and I didn't know that. And I really appreciated, you know, footy and the team and the AFL just kind of bringing that my way. Well, now it's the after show, guys, where our expansion teams with the AFLW are only a few months away. And I just have to say, I already have my inaugural AFLW membership. So get your memberships now, guys. Support your women's teams. And I'm just so excited about that aspect, too. (laughs) When we get that, I've been waiting a long time for this, and I just can't wait. And I'm just so excited for our team. I We've had some monster signings. I can't stop smiling whenever I think about it. But thanks, guys, for sharing part of your day with me and caring about what I have to say about footy. And if you know someone who you think might like this pod, I hope you'll share it with them. But that's it for me, guys. Thanks for listening, rating, and subscribing, everyone. Let me know what you think. Thanks for hanging around for the show. Stay safe and healthy, guys. Check on your friends and neighbors. We'll get through this like we have with footy. I'm virtually hugging all of you and we'll talk footy soon.